Are you sick and tired of seeing people wander into shul late or wander into social events late and everybody else having to work around their schedule? Welcome to the Transformative Daf. Today we are on page 22. Daf Chaf Beis in Tractate Megillah. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman and today we learn the great sensitivity that our sages dealt with even those who came late to shul. Welcome to the Transformative Daf. Rabbi Yaakov Yosef of Polnoya was once invited to be the Sundek at a bris in a small village near his town. He arrives at the designated hour, but there's no minion. They're waiting and waiting, but it's taking forever for the people to arrive. Six men, then seven, a while later eight. With each passing minute, the rabbi is beginning to lose his patience. He tells them politely that he has other commitments and he'll really need to leave shortly. The ninth man arrives, but the time is dragging on and the rabbi's patience is wearing thin. He apologizes and tells them they'll just have to find another sandik. He's getting up to leave when all of a sudden, in the distance, they spot an old man walking along the road adjacent to the village. They send one of the youth to catch him and try to secure him as a tenth man. He tells them that he really was en route to town, but if he's needed, so be it. After the bris, they offer the stranger something to eat. I really need to get going, he replies, but so be it. And each time they offer him something else, his response is, so be it. As he's about to depart, they ask him to explain his peculiar expression. He tells them, I live by the verse, Ashrei ha'am shekacha lo, happy are the people who have it so. I understand the verse as follows, happy are the people who are able to say about anything that happens in their life, kacha, so be it, meaning they have the patience to accept anything Hashem sends their way calmly, knowing that this is the very best for them. And then as quickly as he had appeared, the old man is gone. Upon hearing these wise words, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef turns to those assembled and exclaims, That man must have been Eliyahu Hanavi, who comes to every bris. Heaven decided I needed to hear that message, so I would learn to stop rushing from one task to the next important event. Clearly Hashem wanted me to be right here, knowing that there's nowhere more important for me to be right now. Says the Gemara, One who reads from the Torah should not read fewer than three verses. And it was stated regarding an eight-verse paragraph, Rav said, The next reader repeats the previous verse. And Shmuel said, The first reader divides the third verse and reads half of it. And the second reader begins with the second half. Rav said he repeats, What's the reason that he did not say that the first reader divides? He maintains that any verse that Moshe did not divide, we may not divide. And Shmuel said, the first reader divides. What is the reason that he did not state that the second reader repeats? A decree was enacted on account of those who enter late or leave early. Rashi explains, Latecomers might hear the second reader begin at the third verse and assume the first reader only read two verses. Similarly, the early leavers might hear the first reader read three verses and then leave assuming that the next reader will only read the remaining two verses. Let's analyze this Gemara and Rashi's commentary. How do you divide 8 into 3 equal whole number parts? As the Gemara says, we encounter this challenge every Rosh Chodesh. We have 4 people to call up. In the first paragraph, however, there are only 8 verses which need to be divided between 3 Aliyos. And so we utilize Rav's solution and repeat the third verse. 
Why doesn't Shmuel recommend the repetition of a verse? Just in case someone is tardy and might mistakenly believe that the first aliyah was short. Listen to the incredible sensitivity of our sages. According to Shmuel, they were willing to design the halacha and the whole structure of the Torah reading to accommodate the misunderstanding of some ignorant fellow who sleeps in and wanders into chill late. You know the feeling when you walk into a lecture or class late and you have a question? Most of us wouldn't raise our hands. After all, maybe the lecturer already dealt with that issue before you got there, right? Not Shloimi. When I was in yeshiva, Shloimi would almost always come late to shear. Inevitably, five minutes after arriving, his hand would shoot up and he would ask a question that the Rosh Yeshiva had already dealt with before he got there. But the Rosh Yeshiva would patiently respond to him as if he had just asked the most novel and clever question imaginable. One day, Michael Rusanossi had enough and blurted out what we were all thinking. If you'd simply get here on time, you'd have the answer to all your questions. What's our typical response to people who, like Shlomi, lack this basic social awareness? Most people would react like Nussi did, with impatience and dismissiveness. But that's not the way of our sages. They bent over backwards to accommodate these schleppers, making sure that they would not be left with any misunderstandings. And it was in this great tradition of our sages that the Rosh Hashiva would calmly answer Shlomi's questions without making him feel in any way in- inadequate or embarrassed for his poor social awareness. The Shlomis of the world don't just show up late to Shulah Yeshiva. They can appear anytime and anywhere. They're the people who will enter a conversation at a social gathering and make the least helpful contribution to the conversation. They've just arrived, but you've been speaking about that matter for the last 10 minutes. Your initial reaction might be to disregard them. But our sages teach us to smile warmly and ensure that they do not feel the least bit slighted. And when others roll their eyes, your challenge is to then work even harder to include them into the conversation. The world contains many different kinds of people. Some show up late, some leave early, some ask ridiculous questions, some lack basic social awareness. It's tempting to be dismissive of the shortcomings. But if Hashem has brought them into your life, He is presenting you with a challenge. He wants to see how you will deal with this annoying person. It's easy to say they should get their act together and come on time. But that's not your issue. Your task is to make them feel cherished and respected even when you're unimpressed with them. And sometimes, like when Rabbi Yaakov Yosef was waiting at the bris, it's not just that they're annoying with their tardiness, they might be causing you significant inconvenience. When that happens, it's not easy to maintain your patience. But that's the test that Hashem is sending your way. It goes without saying that the attitude and behavior of these latecomers leave much to be desired. They most certainly need to work on themselves. But one cannot help but be moved by the extraordinary way our sages worked the halacha around accommodating even those people who didn't seem to be pulling their weight in the community. And that should be a lesson to us all. Imagine the Prince of Wales walked into Shul in the middle of laning. Would you turn up your nose at him and wonder why he couldn't get out of bed on time? Of course not. You would treat him with the utmost honor. It should be obvious to us then that when a child of the Supreme King of Kings walks into Shul a little late, you must likewise treat him with the utmost respect and dignity. May you forever strive to attain the sensitivity of our sages toward every individual, regardless of how far they have yet to travel along their spiritual and socio-psychological journey, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you.
you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Fuichi. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful about Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.